0: Welcome to Black Hippie Lounge, and today is part two of Each One Teach One, where I discuss the importance of education in the Black community. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Arissa Sutherland and Marcus Jones, who both have experience working in education. So welcome you guys, Um, can each of you just give a brief overview of what you do for a career? what about this topic interested you? Um, so we'll start with you, Marcus.
1: Yeah, so um, I've been working in special education, you know, the past six years. So right now, I'm a special education teacher at Milton High School, and I'm also a cross coach, so I've been coaching for the same number of years as well. Um, you know, and I was really drawn to this topic because I think education in the Black community, you know, is important. It should be a priority for at least for everybody, you know?
0: What about
2: you Marissa? Um. So I, I used to teach ELA for sixth grade for a few years, um, but then I decided to make a switch. So I'm currently finishing up um, my last semester in the school counseling program um, and hoping to get a job as a counselor, but I'm currently working as um a per diem substitute in boston public schools
0: okay nice congrats i know you're almost um,
2: thanks <laughs> um and i really like this topic because there's so much to talk about with black education and there's so many issues that aren't spoken of very often um and so I, I just think it's really important to talk about all of those
0: issues and to also talk about the great things that's happening in schools with our kids. Right. Thank you. Well, thank you guys both for joining. Um, so the first question I want to ask either, both of you is what is the importance of having a black male or female teacher in school today? Um, we'll start with you, Arissa.
2: Um so honestly I didn't always want to be a teacher um before I got into education I had um a job where I had little interaction with people and I was like I definitely need some type of interaction um but I thought I would give teaching a try um and so it took me a while to you know really enjoy it but I realized at a certain point that you know I'm making a really big impact on a lot of students. Um, And so it's really important that the staff members and the teachers really reflect who the students are. Um, And unfortunately we don't in a lot of schools, especially in Boston. Um, And so it's just really important that, you know, we advocate for our kids. and that we try our best to really help them and support them and I feel like a lot of black people can, you know, really help with that.
1: Right. Okay, and what about you, Marcus? Yeah, you know, I, I think students need teachers who look like them because, you know, obviously mm-hmm. we can put them on a level where, you know, teachers who aren't of color really can't, right? You know, we can empathize with them at a greater level where we can truly understand what they're going through because most of us are probably probably that same exact thing. You know? Right. Right. No,
0: that makes sense. So, another question I have for you guys is, how has your work and school experiences uh, influenced how you view education and uh, why it's important to have uh, more Black male and female students, um, excuse me, more black and male and female teachers uh, within education? Like how has your experiences, you know, in undergrad and just, you know, you both say you're teaching. So how has that, um, if possible, changed your views on education? Um,
1: I'll start with you, Marcus. Um, You know, going off of my undergrad, and my master's program, you know, I was like, most likely I was the only black kid in the class, you know, very rarely. There was another black male in my class in undergrad and graduate. So it's like, you know, we need to, again, we need to change this narrative that it's okay to do well academically. It's okay to want to go to college. You know, it's, that's a normal thing, you know? And I think that students, that are new teachers who care about those types of things. And also, you know, I don't really think my experiences didn't really changed my view on education. I think it just sort of reinforced and enhanced them. It, because I always believed that you know education equals opportunities, right? And so now I'm telling the kids, yes, education does equal opportunities, but then opportunities, you know, equal wealth and stability, you know, and, and I can offer you a different type of lifestyle. And again, you know, black males, number one... Um, you know, I hate to say it, but number one, you know, statistical category of students who are falling behind, right? right? They're achieving the lowest compared to their white peers. I think, you know, seeing somebody in your building every day, you know, has a great impact on you. You know, for example, I have students who I don't even have, you know, they're just in my school and they're black, right? And they see me in the and they walk up you know, and they dab me up and say, hey, how's it going Mr. Jones? You know, and I, I don't even have these students. So I'm seeing the impact just being Present, how it really can change them? You know,
0: right? Oh, that makes sense. Um, and what about you, Arisa? How has your? Um, I know you say you switch careers to, you know, you're doing mm-hmm. you're doing the teaching, but now you want to do um, guidance counseling, right? So, mm-hmm. um, what made you want to do that switch, or you know, um, how has your experience been to change your views?
2: Yeah. So, um. I I definitely agree with what Marcus was saying about, you know, how we can really empathize with kids and, you know, be an image for them um, to show them that they can do it. And sadly, a lot of our kids get the short end of the stick depending on, you know, which school they attend or the district that they attend school in. Um, So for example, like I had a lot of sixth graders who were far below grade level in terms of reading and writing. And I'm not faulting their previous teachers, it's just, you know, a fault in the system. And that perspective really came to light as I was teaching. Um, so, you know, we just really have to advocate for our kids and challenge them and, you know, just try our best to support them and especially praise them for even the smallest accomplishments that they make. And um, I really struggled, I had two different classes and there were 30 kids each um, in those classes and so a lot of them just had a lot of different needs and I really struggled to try to meet all of their needs at once and so that kind of hit me and was like okay there's so much more that I want to do on a one-on-one level which sort of led me into why I wanted to go into school counseling. because I really wanted to be able to advocate for kids on an individual level um, and really help and support them in that way because it's really hard as a teacher. And you know, for any people who want to become teachers, you have to be really passionate. And I was definitely passionate as a teacher, but I just wasn't like, I don't think that that was the right fit for me. And so you also have to really figure out where you fit in within the school um, and if it's not teaching, it could be like an administrator, or you can be um, like someone who is in some sort of support role. If you really want to work with kids, there's so many different things that you can do, and it's all about just you know figuring out where you fit in best,
0: right?
2: And how you can best support your
0: kids. Right. No, that makes sense. I think that's great that you. You know, we're able to recognize that maybe, you know, this wasn't the right fit for you and like you want to do something else within education because we also need more um, guidance counselors that look like us mm-hmm. as well. Um, I know for myself, just hey. being in element, um, like an undergrad, uh, not undergrad, um, being in high school and having guidance counselors who were white and not really feeling comfortable coming to them about certain things, you know? Um, so I think it's exactly. definitely important to have more people that look like us in all areas um and I think it's also Mm -hmm. important that like you said you know you recognize that it wasn't for you but you still want to be within the school system I think that's important Mm -hmm. too because I think sometimes you see teachers who are not necessarily happy where they are but they're just staying with it and then it reflects on how they teach too Um, right so I think that's yep all the time yeah (laughs) um so I think it's, you know, definitely important that people recognize, you know, you, you, you do have to have a passion for it and you do have to really care about the students. Um, so yeah, um, i trying to think. So what suggestions would you both offer to any young men or women who might want to follow in your career path as far as um, working in education? Um, we'll start with you, Marcus. Yeah,
1: um... You know, I would second what Arista was saying, where if it's not teaching, you know, there are plenty within education that you can do. You know, for example, for my story was, you know, I started out as a paraprofessional for years. And then, there, you know, I said, you know, I want to do more. I want more responsibility. So I went back to school, you know, then I got my master's degree and then I began lead teaching, right? So I think if you want to get your feet wet in education, I think being a paraprofessional is a great way because working hands-on with the kids, you know, like you're you're on ground level with them. You know, you're right there in the classroom. You see everything that's going on, and from there you can really gauge if it's really what you want to do. You know, so I suggest starting out as a parent if possible. Um, you know, you could even volunteer working at a school program. You could even start coaching. You know, just start. You know, involving yourself. You know, with children, whether it's academically or through athletic. You know, um, some more suggestions because you know education you know can be expensive so I would say find grad programs or other programs where they will pay for you you know to go to school right From the fact being you said you know there are example programs like the Dunham program through BC where they will literally pay your graduate degree as long as you dedicate you know three years to working in a You and I think people need to take advantage of those opportunities you know because again student debt is also an issue so I would just I would suggest people do that you know because learning through my own example in my own life, you know, I can see how it can be tricky, you know, and even passing somebody's exam, you getting a teacher license can be a challenge as well. So making sure that you do adequately prepare you take credit courses like that. Right.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know about that um program that you mentioned at BC. So basically definitely like making sure you do your research and figuring out um what's available to you. That's, that's very important. And what about you, Rissa, any suggestions for any young women who want to follow in your career path?
2: Yeah, um, so I think no matter what you do in this school, you're definitely going to, you know, make an impact on your kids. And it can be either a positive or a negative impact. Um, but, you know, try to make sure it's positive because kids are always going to remember who you are to them. Um So that's definitely really important. And also like a big misconception is that, you know, a lot of white people who work with the misconception is that a lot of white people who work with our kids don't necessarily care for them. And, you know, they're just in it for the money. But, you know, that's that's not necessarily true. I've met so many amazing teachers where that wasn't the case. And, you know, if you're planning on going into education, you're going to come across a lot of teachers who are white and who are people of color who don't care. So, you know, you just have to use your discernment when you're working with people because a lot of people are gonna bring in a lot of negative energy and you don't want that going into um, a school building. So definitely try to surround yourself with the right people and people who are gonna help build you up and bring you through because it is a really tough job um, to work with kids. And it's also really rewarding. So, you know, make sure you get the help that you need. And, um, to, you know, just also just keep an open mind and to be solutions focused and to have a kid's first attitude because you're going to be collaborating with a lot of different people. Um, that way you can support your kids and you're going to have to learn to work with everyone. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, just making sure that you're in a good place for, you know you to be able to help kids because it's all about them at the end of the day
0: right and um i know like what's going on right now this whole covid 19 and how everything has been changing for our students um and now i know for the rest of the school year that they are not going back to school so you know as teachers yourselves or just working in education what advice could you give to students right now who might be feeling you know discouraged um might have already checked out or thinking of checking out uh, what you know what can you tell them that are, when they're in this type of situation right now um we'll start with you Arissa. um
2: so I guess first off I'd want to tell them that the school year is not over and to make sure that they're still you know doing their work Um, because a lot of students have checked out but it's also important to keep in perspective that you know they still have work to do and I know it's really difficult and it can be hard for a lot of kids especially those who um, don't have access to technology so you know even going on their phones and trying to do their work through that that can be very helpful Um, but you know just trying to stay connected with your friends Zoom is very popular now, so, you know, even trying to connect through Zoom or... One day we'll all be together again, so, yeah. As corny as that sounds, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um What
0: about you, Mike? Yeah, you
1: know, I would, I would second that to people, you know, who you care about and people who you like conversing with, you know, and it's okay. This is a difficult time, everybody. You know, the only way we'll get through it is to get through it together. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. And, you know, like I said, the school year is not over. So, you know, I would try your best. i my state to do it, just try. You know, try and push through it. Because again, at the end of the day, right. at this point, you know, everybody's responsible for your education. You know, it's not just your teachers or your parents. You know, you gotta kind of step up and take that uh, take that role on yourself as well and also you know this is a great time to try new things you know you can discover a whole set of things that you're passionate about that you didn't even know you know you could take on new hobbies you know stay active and things like that mm-hmm. yeah that
0: makes, that's good those are good um things to keep in mind especially for students i know you know all different grade levels they're going through. It's different, it's a, it's a tough time for them, but it's definitely, like you said, a time that they can take advantage of um, and make it work for them. Um, so, let me see, so I'm gonna end it with a quote um, that I found, that I think resonates with, you know, both of you. Um, the, the mediocre teacher tells, the good teacher explains, a superior teacher demonstrates the great teacher inspires and that's from William A. Ward and I think that definitely uh, reflects you both um, within education so thank you you know for being great teachers um, and I just want to say thank you for you guys you know taking the time out to to join me today and uh, offering uh, your words of encouragement um, I would definitely say just keep going we're you know super proud of you guys and the work that you do within education um
1: and just thank you for, for being on there
2: on here. yeah thanks for having yeah, us
1: thank you anytime no problem okay you too thank you guys you All too right.
2: bye, bye.
0: appreciated, and I want to continue to keep building the podcast, Um, so definitely have a lot more ideas and episodes that I want to do, uh, some more interviews that I want to do, but I also um, have to practice Mm -hmm. what I preach, so I feel like Mm -hmm. this episode, this, I'm sorry, this Mm -hmm. podcast is focused on like mental Mm -hmm. health and self-care and Taking care of yourself in various ways and making sure that you're good. So, with that in mind, I have to make sure that I'm good. And I am wrapping up my semester. I'm very, very excited for that. It has been a long, long drawn-out semester, and I'm very much over it. So, <laughs> um, anyway, this is this is my last episode for right now. I'm gonna take a little break in between because I have a break in between spring semester and summer semester so I'm gonna take advantage of that do some things that I have really been trying to do this whole semester Um, so I will be back to give more episodes it's just I need I, I need some time for myself right now to just like chill and not have to think about any other type of obligations even though i do love doing the podcast i just need i want to come back fresh you know and i want to have good energy and you know rejuvenated mindset i I just feel like my mind has kind of been depleted with this semester everything that's been going on i'll be off probation for my job so you know i'm I'm happy for that (laughs) finally officially a member of the um, help commission but anyway despite that I just need to take a little break and so I can come back full effects with some good energy some really good I got some good topics that I want to keep talking about I got some great ideas as far as like having some group discussions uh, so yeah we're going to come back full effect you know it's going to be summer um, I don't really know what's going to be happening by then I'm praying that you know can be out and about if possible and enjoy the summer. But like I said, I really appreciate um, anyone who listens. You know, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed and I appreciate the feedback. And I thank you for just tuning in. And I will be back. I'll be back recording once I start my next semester. So I'll give myself like a week to get used to my classes. So I'm planning to come back June 3rd. I believe it's June 3rd. Hold on. Yes, June 3rd will be the the next mm-hmm. episode. I've already done 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot. And I was doing that while you know in school working and love life, so uh, just take a break so anyway um yes black hippie lounge will be back june 3rd in the meantime you can listen to all the episodes that have been recorded they are available on numerous platforms you can follow on instagram at black hippie lounge you can follow on twitter at black hippie lounge as well um Yeah, you can follow me on my personal Instagram, too, if you want to. It's at nelly. It's in the, I'm pretty sure the link is in the Black Hippie Lounge Instagram page. But, yes, so just take care of yourselves during this time that uh, I'm going to take off. And I look forward to getting back into it. June 3rd. So until then, take care of yourselves and don't forget, meditate, manifest, and invest in you. Thank you.